and you could see the bones in your feet through the shoes to see if they were long enough. You know, if the shoe was long enough and wouldn't cramp your toes up. And there was one on the other side, your mother, whoever took you, could look in there and see it too. And they were around for quite a while when I was a kid, and then all of a sudden they disappeared, and they said it outlawed them, and it was an X-ray machine. Makes you wonder how many people wound up with these obscure cancers, like thyroid cancer, is typically associated with X-rays and radiation. But it has to be with youngsters. When you get to be like 18 or 20 years old, after that, it, it's not supposed to affect the thyroid as it, um, as it does when you're a kid. And, you know, dozens of people or hundreds of people were, were probably showing up, thousands, with thyroid cancers from these things. Yeah, well, you know, I have thyroid problems, too. It just developed, but so far there's no cancer or anything. And it's been so long ago, and I never, you know, I... Yeah. I believe that I ever used these things enough to have caused any kind of problem. But and it, it certainly would have cropped up before now. It would have a long time ago. And besides, you didn't stand there for 30 minutes looking at your feet. I mean, it was just a quick thing to see if the shoes fitted right and you were down and gone. But um, they, they were in every shoe store I ever went into when I was a kid. So there was a hot shot salesman somewhere with those things. I think his name was Thomas Edison. <laughs> I could have been. Now, back to the hanging deal, and and that's, well, one thing with, with Joe Johnston and um, Walden might appreciate, the North Carolina uh, School for the Blind in Raleigh has a great big bell. It was mounted on top of the entrance to the auditorium, um, or at least it was when my daddy was there, and he was there in 1920, let's see, 24 to 28. But Hurricane Hazel blew it off the building in 54. So when I went, it was mounted on the ground outside the auditorium. And I think since I left, they've moved it out into an area in front of the, what we call the big house, which was the main building. Mm. But that bell was given to the school by General Joe Johnston during the Civil War. Oh. Really interesting. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I it was absolutely. Start significance, but uh, I always thought it was interesting anyway. I agree. I agree. I agree. I think you've got a whole lot of those local stories and area stories that are historically significant, and I'm really sorry that we didn't get to do it tonight, but next week, you will call with a collection of them, please, because we're going to do this, we're going to do the history. I don't know about a collection, but I do have one further west in North Carolina, a couple, actually. Yeah. I'll wait till next week to bring them up. All right. One of them you're probably quite, or more or less familiar with from songs, but the other one uh, is a little more obscure, but uh, there was a song that a lot of people thought uh, was based on something that happened in the 20s, and that was not true. Uh, it really had no bearing on the fact of the thing, but it made a good song, I guess. <laughs> took place, the, the historical thing of it took place, I think, in 1821 
or 31. Maybe it was 31 was when it happened in western North Carolina. But um, anyway, I will get to that next week. Great teasers. Great teasers. I will be tuned in next week listening. Well, yes, I would hope so. Just Josh. <laughs> It'll be great. Thank you. I was trying to think of anything else really worthwhile, but I guess I don't. So <laughs> you, get back at it. You've done all right. <laughs> you are such a hoot. Um, Just um, glad I finally found your candy. There. Of course, it's all over the Internet. You can get it there. They're real proud of it. I was trying to find a smaller version. You mostly see the stuff in drops and sticks. But uh, what I have for you is, is a, a bag of drops each. And send me your, email, your address, Wall, and I'll get it out to you. So okay. Maybe in a couple of weeks. Sure, that we're no hurry. Taste you know. test. And then we'll do a taste test. I'm, I'm going to love this. Yeah. Yeah. I love Tell tasting me. new things. I know. I like them all, but I love tasting new things. That this will be fun. <laughs> this will be fun. It, it, um, I don't have great expectations. The name alone has lowered my expectations. So, you know, if it, if it even tastes mediocre... It'll be good. Well, I don't know if it'll be good, but it'll be different. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for doing that. And it, and it won't kill you. It's been taste tested. I, I gathered that. Oh, yes. For quite quite, many, quite a few years. Quite a few years. Well, we had yeah. one from the 1940s with Fibber in, in his hand in the whorehound jar, which is how this came up. I had no idea what they were talking about. And then you helped. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, even when I was a kid and all, every small store everywhere had jars of whorehound candy. We even had it. So, you know, it, it was quite yeah a thing. It just was never my thing. But you don't even like licorice. No, sure don't. Okay. All right. All right. I'll get prepared for it. Okay, do that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, all See you again. All right, Holly. All right, have a great day. Bye-bye. And here we are. Here we are. Uh-huh. Two peas in a pod. really important stuff. Two peas in a pod. Here waiting for people call. Yes. Now, you can have your question, or you can have a paragraph from the letter that Ford sent out <laughs> to the winners of the pony. No, I'll hold that until next week. Okay. The ponies. So I'll hold the rest of the ponies for next week. Pony, pony. Hello there, Carl. You're on with Patricia. Well, good morning. Dear Fred. Uh, how are you, Fred? Good morning. Are you making the coffee? Yeah, it's just starting. It's just starting. Got all kinds of energy. How are you doing this morning? We are doing fine. Well, I am. I can't. That's, that's unfair. I don't want to speak for Walden. He'll have to answer for himself. She is my spokesperson. She's my mouthpiece. So whatever Patricia says goes for me. Whatever she says? Yes. Well, that's going to hurt an awful lot of power. I know it is. Oh, but I'm you... so powerful. This is so cool. <laughs> we were having a little routine before we went on the air. She said, you're responsible for for anything I do. And I said, okay, I'm just going to tell everybody in the air she's my mouthpiece. So whatever she says is going to go. There you go. 
we got this wrong. I told you you were responsible for yourself. I know. That's why I'm just saying. I'm guess what I'm saying. I'm gonna just say whatever you say. Can I speak <laughs> two for the price of one? Uh huh. I'm doomed here. <laughs> <laughs> I am doomed. You guys, I'll tell you what. So what's happening in the Vermont territory? Uh, 5.16 in the morning, not a hell of a lot. <laughs> not a hell of a lot. How's the Vermont Teddy Bear Company doing up there? Good. Good? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't buy those things. It's expensive. I've ordered a few of them over the years. They're great gifts. They are. Um, they are I've done gifts. fundraisers before from Lions Club and stuff where we go up and uh, we make them. Oh, that must be fun. Yeah, yeah they're off in their... They offer their factory, I forget how it works, somehow you go up there and you stand for, I don't know how many hours, and they give you your club, like, I think it's like a dollar a bear or something, and you work for them, basically. So are you, are you the one decorating the bears, or do you guys put them in the box with the hole in them? You do the whole thing. You do the whole thing? The whole thing, it's like an assembly thing. At least, I did, at least I, I did one thing the whole time. I remember that. So what did you do? I remember that. What did you do to the poor teddy bear? What did I do? Yeah. I had to, I was like the check dude. I had the head come by me. Uh-huh. And I had to check and make sure, like, the ears and the eyes, all, all the stuff was solid on it. Uh-huh. And I just passed it on that line. You had the heads only? <laughs> yeah. I didn't check the heads. Unreal. I have a Vermont teddy bear over here. There is, there is no other opportunity in the world that could get us to talk with people like you, Fred. Now, you know, right. now, now, I have a Vermont teddy bear in my hand, uh-huh. and the head moves. It moves side to side. It has these big, has these big <laughs> eyes. I didn't know the, the teddy bears moved like that. Uh-huh. It moves head to head. It moves, the arms moves. The, uh, the legs move. And... And There's like 400 different outfits they can wear. Yeah, yeah. I have one here in front of me it, that somebody bought me who's a, um, it's in a, uh, a scout hat. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can customize them, I That's think. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But they do it around Halloween. They offer all the local service clubs to come in because I guess they're real busy at Halloween, so. I bet they're busy at Christmas time because they got a lot of Christmas bears, too. That's probably true. Yeah. That's right. Gee, bears for Christmas. No. Going bear for Christmas. <laughs> I saw a real one one time. I don't forget that. You a saw a real bear? Yeah, in the woods. What, the Vermont woods? It was interesting. You didn't go. You did, were, you did were you, in his woods. Did you say hi to the, to the teddy bear out there? Oh, uh, no. No. I just looked at him and prayed like Jackie would keep on walking. <laughs> What uh, what kind of bear was it? Black bear? Black bear, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it was a female. I'm not sure. I was. This was back when I was hunting still, so it's probably only. Well, I don't think I was much more than 16. You were sweeping on the ice instead, looking rather than looking on the bear, right? What's that? You were sweeping on the ice. Well, actually, when I was there, I was hunting. You were hunting for bears. I was looking to kill a deer. Oh. Oh. I don't do that. Shoot Bambi. Shoot Bambi. Oh. I used to, I used to, I used to back then, and I was, I was sitting there waiting for, uh, when I deer hunted, I didn't walk, I had this spot I went to, it was like four, I had four different spots, and I was at this one spot, and 
I got to it, but there was a pond out back of my house. There was a major logging trail that was out to it, and the pond's probably three-quarters of a mile out. Well, about three-quarters of the way down to that pond, there was a little deer trail ran off the main trail. I don't know if you ever seen a deer trail. Huh? They're not, they're basically literally made by the deer. They're not very big. And uh, you have to look real closely to find them. But there was a deer trail that ran off of that. So I would take that deer trail about halfway out, and then I would cut back through the woods towards the pond. So I'd come out on the other side of the pond on this big rock up on top overlooking the pond. And I'd sit there. And that's where I do my hunting. And uh, I was sitting there one day, and I heard this big noise coming, like I said, coming through the woods with like a grunting sound. And so I knew right away it wasn't a, a deer, so I immediately got nervous. And I went back, and walking along that deer trail was a bear. And he made eye contact with me, looked right at me. Just kept on walking. He didn't, okay. he, he didn't say, what you doing here? No, I think. Nothing. Kept on walking. Mm. Interesting me whatsoever. Paws like frying pans. Yeah, <laughs> because I was only carrying a little 22. Oh, gee. And that, you know, that's like shooting a barrel. You might as well be shooting a... Beans at him, for goodness sake. Go over the bed, you know? For all the good it's going to do you. I don't know. That was interesting. Oh, Fred. I'll never forget that. That was one of those... Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> those are one of the surprises in life that you do not forget about. You know, Patricia, Fred is one of our characters. You know, that's what the interesting thing he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I woke up one time. I didn't go out with the highway, but there was a bear in our backyard, too. Well, I, I did some silly stuff before I smartened up about Mother Nature and would visit a... A friend actually was an acquaintance, um, an older gentleman who was a refuge for a variety of wildlife. And, you know, I mean, he was just so natural around these animals, but he also did it with the wild animals. And, um, you know, he'd be out there with these big black bears who he had names for them, would be marching by. But he had a black bear named Sammy. Sammy had been rescued from a pickup truck. Somebody was driving around the country with this little bear cub, and this person, Mr. Ferber, um, said, you know, he would he would take the bear. Actually, the the rangers came to him because they tried they tried to get him readapted to the woods, and he kept coming back home. <laughs> he would walk out of the woods, so Sammy wound up in his own compound, but. Yeah, he said, it's okay, you can come in, and, you know, you've never touched a bear before. I said, no, I've never touched a bear before. So I was in there with this bear in his big compound. I mean, he wasn't tame or anything. He was comfortable around people because he grew up around people. But I said, you know, is this really okay? He said, as long as he keeps eating, you're fine. (laughs) I don't want to be the thing that he's eating. Yeah, really. I'm so amazed at the fur on these things. It's sticky. It, it's got, um, uh, in, instead of just regular oil that you would expect from from an animal's skin to keep its coat shiny, we uh. got a sticky substance to it to keep the ticks and bugs from penetrating and getting to the skin. Oh. 
really amazing. That's kind of cool. Uh-huh. And, and that. same place he had two wolves in a compound, and you know, I went in and sat around with the wolves, and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't do it now, but, you know, it was cool then. Yeah, I, I know a guy who bought some, this was school, he bought some wolves to school. And you could tell these things were not happy about being on stage in front of us. They were very nervous. Mm. You could see it. They were very fidgety and very, you know. Um, but he, that's what he did was he went around and educated people on wolves. And he brought his pet wolves with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I would never. They're just too, uh, they're just too tough. They're wild animals. Mm -hmm. It's like all these people that, you know, these, these people that out west, out in California and stuff, and out your area there, Walden, where they have tigers and stuff, people in their backyard. Yeah, yeah, we have crazy people who keep tigers, and they get tired with their alligator and storm in the lake. Yeah, it's crazy. And they're, and they're, grow, and they're growing in the lakes, you mm -hmm. know, on the golf courses. and. I mean, that's fine. You know. As long as you have your, you know, your 10,000 eat a day to feed the damn thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to miss, I wouldn't want to miss as much for one day. Because, um, I mean, they're, they're wild animals. Well, gosh, and well, I... We'll turn on you. When I was growing up as a kid, the next, uh, we had sort of menageries around town. Uh, across the street, uh, the gentleman was a professional shipper, a uh, professional fisherman, and he was fishing over Catalina and brought back a boar. You know, uh, wild pigs. So they had that whole thing bartered up in the... Uh, those things are real mean. Those could be really mean. I've seen those up close. <laughs> you know. Domestic yeah. pigs can be real mean. Oh. So nothing about a wild boar. This little piggy went, went to market, yeah. Safari. That mm -hmm. was an interesting experience. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you ever heard of that. But it's like a... It's like a zoo. Huh. But the animals are... Like not in cages. Oh, okay. We used to have the like fenced in areas that you drive through with your car. Yeah, we had a thing called Lion Country Safari that was that was that way. Lions and things would all walk and you would just drive your cars through them. Yep. Yep. It was the funniest thing. So these oh, they're baboons or monkeys or what they were, but sitting on the car playing with the antenna. <laughs> oh, they were hilarious. He sit right on the car. One gun guy sat right on the hood and rode all the way through with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting there flicking the antenna. He's having a great time. But, uh, but no, I'm in a good mood today. The Giants are champions there, Wallen. I know. National League champions. I know. The Giants made it. Yes, they did. The Giants made it. Now they get to play Texas, the Texas Rangers, so... Beat up Mike Handy's Rangers, everything will be good. I know. Mike Handy won't be on the yesterday USA for the next two weeks. He'll be so tied up with, yep. with the World Series. Oh, well. But, yeah, they're my second favorite team. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see him get in. It's nice. But, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I'm still waiting for my ghost stories. Yeah, I know. It's because they've got a stamp, and they're sitting... Um, when, when I put stamps on stuff, I, I tuck them in the door, like between the door and the door jamb. Yep. You're up on the top. You're in the door jamb, which means you're one step from the post office. Making progress. Oh, yeah. and I found a bunch. When, when Patricia runs out of food, that's when she goes, that's when she leaves the house. 
There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Telling my family secrets. Uh, anyway. Can I try another one? Let's follow my car. Yes, we would. Fred? Let's follow my car. If I, if I give you a question and you get a right answer, what are you going to do to me? Oh, well, it's awful early, so probably not much. Um, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get off easy because I'm not gonna ask you a question if you send me a walking. Oh, I know what I want. You do. All right. One more to stop. There you go. Oh, I can do that. Gosh, that's it. That's an easy one. She can stop okay. that. Yeah. I have a really hard question and I have an okay question. Uh, I can't answer hard questions. You cannot answer hard questions. I'm not at five thirty in the morning. Well, I have to ask them at 5.30 in the morning. Well, you haven't gotten to bed yet. My brain still needs coffee. <laughs> okay. Um, you can ask it. I just probably won't answer it correctly. Walden knows all of the answers. Who was Harriet Hilliard? I have no idea. Mr. Hilliard's daughter. Well, you're pretty close. That, that is a correct answer, but I think... I think I think she'll either take who 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 is the name of her two sons or the name of her husband. Uh, oh, Walden, he's always hanging in there with us. <laughs> yeah, two sons and a husband, huh? Uh huh. Well, that eliminates two percent of the population. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. And she was also Junior's mother on radio. Junior's mother. Mm-hmm. Junior. Junior's mother. Junior's mother? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Fred, don't listen to him. <laughs> oh, what? No clue. She was a band singer, too. Yeah, that part I knew. Who was Frank Smith? We're partners now. Frank Smith. She was, yeah. He was the son of Mrs. Smith. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Son of Mr. Mrs. Smith. Yeah, Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Mr. Smith went to Washington. I think this is a guy thing I'm in the middle of, huh? <laughs> uh, well, you wanted an answer. Um, uh, who's Frank Smith? I have no idea. Oh, for pity's sakes. Who was Homer Brown? Harper Brown. I have no idea again. Oh, Fred. Oh, my goodness. You really aren't awake yet. I'm not. Let's see here. Um, what else have we got here? Um, I mean, the sidekick was. Hey, who was Dr. Watson? Oh, okay. I got that. Mr. and Mrs. Watson's son. No, uh, the Mark Holmes sidekick. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Watson's son. Oh, deliver me. <laughs> okay. All right. Boy, I had to work hard on that one. Yes, you did. I did. Okay, you want World War II what? Oh. Just stop. That could be. Wait a second. I'm just getting over being sick last three days. Oh, gee. Um, it can be, uh, you know, those, those newsreels, or it can be just like drama or fiction. It can be Superman about World War II. I don't care. Oh, I got it. Okay, so you want shows that are related to World War II, like or news events or anything. Okay, so I, I, you don't you don't want me to pull something like Harry Truman's speeches. I'll take those too. Anything it can be fact or fiction. I don't care. 
Okay, so um, you really are being easy on me this time. Yes, I am. Oh, thank you, Fred. Well, you know, I can't wait to get my true ghost story, so. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. So excited. And Keith, and get Thanksgiving coming too, Patricia. You'll come up with a Thanksgiving request for us. Oh, I'll do a good one. I gotta think about that. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. All shows with turkeys in it. I was just gonna say he's gonna find some turkeys. I do have some turkey shows though. I know. Thanksgiving shows. I do have some Thanksgiving shows. We can do pilgrim shows. Mm-hmm. I don't have any pilgrim shows. <laughs> <laughs> pilgrim progress. Yeah. Okay. You know, like they do on TV now, where they have, like, the first Thanksgiving? Yeah. They must have no special. Fred, get a grip now. And Jack and Betty must have done a pilgrim show. Get a grip. You don't, you don't believe me, huh? I'm telling you. I have this <laughs> doom that, that before the end of November, I'm doomed. No, I'll, let, I'll probably let it slide. I'm going to be listening to my ghost ones. Okay, well, yeah, right. <laughs> you have to get them first. I saw them finish the whole fort one. Yeah, I understand that. Okay. So, okay, World War II it is. Okay. I'll open your envelope, put that in, and just get it out. Oh, they're all coming together. Cool. <laughs> they're all coming together. That's very cool. Okay. Now i got to ask you. I had a trivia question for you guys. I can't remember what it was. Oh. Well, good thing we know the answer, so you don't have to ask it then. Oh, uh, I don't think you do. Oh. Uh, it was a Vermont thing. I don't remember. You don't remember? <laughs> I was going to ask you last night when I fell asleep. So. Oh, gosh. You can, you, you can save it for next week? That's right. If it, if it comes back to me, if I will do back. that. I, I can tell you Vermont is a state, so I know that for sure. You know what state? I no, I don't. Well, that's an easy one. Point, what, is, it, is it one division of 13 colonies? No, we can't get much closer. You can't? Number 14? Number 14. Really? Yeah, why didn't you, know, you guys, why didn't you guys, why didn't you guys make Divisional 13? Why did you guys hold out? We didn't. We were part of New York and part of Massachusetts. Ah, so you split off. And uh, we said the hell with that. We don't want to see the water again. It was actually a little revolution. It was a mini revolution. There was actually some bloodshed over it, too. No kidding. So New York claimed us. Uh, it's, it's an interesting story. Was it the main, when they fight? We war on Germany before the United States did. In World War II? Yeah. Huh. Okay. The state of Vermont, two months before Pearl Harbor, declared war on Germany. Oh. That's interesting. You're going to have to email Patricia the news story on that one, or else you'll have to Google that one up. Yeah, you have to find it. It's an interesting story. It's, uh, I don't know what they thought they were going to do about it. I mean, it was... Uh, they were going to send the militia after them, I guess. I guess we'll send a Vermont National Guard over there and get mm-hmm. you. But anyway, they did. They declared war... I think it was two months before before Pearl Harbor. Um, wow. So at the time, nobody in this country wanted to go to war. That's true. It was all, you know, we'll stay out of it. Yeah. The whole attitude was stay out of it. Yeah. So it was an interesting thing. But I'm going to let you go because I think my coffee's ready. <laughs> <laughs> 
thank you so much. I'm so glad we could entertain you while I was perking. Well, I'm glad you could, too. Keep kept me from falling back asleep. Oh. It's football day. I'm feeling abused. Oh, I like today. How much longer are you guys going to be on? I don't know. We haven't decided. We haven't. We haven't. We haven't. We haven't done our prep. You know, we haven't done anything. So we're just warming up. Why don't you stay out of the week? <laughs> we might. We could do a marathon. Yeah, you know, Bill and uh. Yeah, they're gonna skip. They're gonna be around for another week. No, they won't be around for a couple more weeks. You're tossing that word "we" around. <laughs> <laughs> we. Well, you guys have a good, I'd say good night, but it's morning, so. All right. Okay. <laughs> have a good day. Good day. Good morning. Bye. Good afternoon. Wherever you may be. Good. All right, Fred. Yeah. Bye. What a hoot. Hello, Walden. Hi, my dear. I'm going to save your question for next week. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Or would you like it now? I think we ought to save it for next week. I think Patricia's getting... I think she's already working on next week's show. No, that's, she isn't. That's good. All right. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Okay. We're in the great Gildersleeve now. Too bad I don't know that show. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> great Gildersleeve. Shirley Mitchell played Leela Ransom, the Southern Belle, who got yep. Summerfield's most eligible bachelor, Throck Morton P. Gildersleeve, to the altar. It was on June 27, 1943. She got him to the altar, mm-hmm. but they did not get to the I do part. That's right. So this is, there are two questions here. Something happened in the church that halted the wedding. What was it? Beauregard showed up. Beauregard showed up. <laughs> you even remembered his name. Yeah. All right, Beauregard, her husband, who That's right. he thought was dead because he disappeared and went missing in action. That's right. And he did show up, so that was the end of the marriage. Now, the second question is, after Leela's departure, Leela's Southern Bell cousin moved into the house. What was her name, and who played her? Adeline, played by Una Merkel. Very good. Do you know Adeline's last name? Fairchild. You are too good. I'm glad I did this tonight and no. not, not next week, because not as many people would hear it. No. <laughs> Now, Bullock, now, Shirley Mitchell, uh, Lita Ransom came back in the fall of 43 as a widow. Mm-hmm. And what happened to, why, how, how did she wind up being a widow that summer? I don't know. Beauregard got, he got Bo- over by a, a combine yeah. or something. Beauregard got, oh, kicked, hmm? Beauregard got kicked in the head by a mule. Ah, uh, see, I knew it was a farm thing. Yeah, it was. What a, I mean... By a mule? By a mule. Well, you've got to be really creative to come up with a storyline <laughs> like that. Lily, you can go back. We're going to kill your husband off with a mule. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But really, we God. Too much fun. Well, you know what? We got to the end of a show, and we haven't played a show. I know. So I think, if it's okay with you, can we just hold those two for next Let's week? Let's do that. Again, we'll have more choices for next week, so we can decide if you want to keep these two or shoot the net, whatever. We can decide then. Well, since I already did all of my homework for these. And considering you got to get prepared for for uh, Sarah, that's, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I have to do some listening because I do have an interview that was done with Sarah that I have to listen to, and that's about an hour and a half. 
Oh, that's good. Maybe we'll get some good information on that. I want to pick up the Edsel action next week and, and continue. I even got a couple of emails about it that people wanted to talk about it and weren't able to call. I wonder why. <laughs> right. Well, we started late. Um, the phone was so dead tonight, you know. Oh, everything was dead. But we, we did. We started late, and that's that, um but hey, I was very happy. It kept. It, we were very active throughout the evening. Yes, we were. Mm-hmm. Yes, we were. So we can save the two shows for next week. We can pick up where we left off with the Edsel because I've got to tell people um, what the Ford Motor Company sent out to the winners. Hello, and yeah. I've got some Gildersleeve fun and um, a couple of other things. See, I knew we would run out of time before I ran out of stuff. I know. You you were prepared. You're a smart bunny rabbit. Sometimes. You're always smart. No, I'm not. Sometimes I forget that we had a president named Grover Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. And his sister really was Rose. I did not know that. Yeah, his sister Rose. So? Mm. Mm-hmm. You want to put the music on and we'll call everybody goodnight? And... I think it's time to say goodnight to everybody. All right. We need to find some music. And I hope everybody will stay with us here really soon. I'm a little lazy. I could take this off there, but here we go. <laughs> but that's okay. Patricia, you talk to everybody while I get everything set up. I can talk to everybody. It's a reminder that we've got an auction coming up on it's the 28th. Call it a day. So take a look at the website. Oh, and see what's going on up there. We've got some information coming up there. And uh, we'll talk about that next week, too. So we've got the Edsel, um, history stuff, and the theme for next week is going to be hometown history, what happened in your hometown areas that um, have historical significance, perhaps even the name of your town has something interesting. I've got a name of a town from my childhood that uh, has an interesting history to it. So that's what we'll be doing next week. We are at the end of this week. I am so happy everybody stayed with us. Gosh, what a great night. Absolutely. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. Good night, everybody. everybody. We love you all. You danced and dreamed through the night. It seemed to be right. Just being with him Now you must wake up All dreams must end Take off your makeup The party's over It's all over, my friend. Now you must wake up, all dreams must end. The party.
Sandra Gould, Sheldon Leonard, Paul Duboff, and Bob Bruce. Men, for pipe pleasure, get the National Joy Smoke, Prince Albert. PA has a rich flavor and wonderful natural fragrance. It's crimp cut for cool, smooth smoking, and specially treated to ensure against tongue bite. You'll enjoy Prince Albert, America's largest selling smoking tobacco. Listen next week for another exciting transcribed adventure of Richard Diamond starring Dick Powell. This is your FBI, the official broadcast from the files of the FBI, follows immediately. Stay tuned. This program came to you from Hollywood. This is the American Broadcasting Company. Hi everybody, and may the good Lord Jesus Christ bless you, and this is Yesterday USA. Love you all. Good morning everybody. It's time to call it a day, they've burst your pretty balloon and taken the moon away. It's time to The masquerade Just make your mind up The piper must be paid The party's over 
The candles flicker and dim You danced and dreamed through the night It seemed to be right Just being with him No The party's over It's all over My friend No He did when he was hired by RCA was to, uh, you know, was-